So I was invited to this evangelical event this weekend with Eric Metaxas. He's kind of like the, the Joe Rogan of the evangelical world. I was a little surprised actually to be invited. This is not normal, I don't think, to invite a Latter-day Saint to an evangelical event, but here I am and I'm very happy to be here. Was picked up at the airport and we had uh, a ride to the Grand America Hotel. Now I'm just waiting to go down and have dinner, a little get together, and then a presentation by Eric Metaxas on cultural Marxism. Tomorrow morning he's got another presentation. I think it's on atheism. And so very excited to be here. I don't know exactly what to expect. I'll report to you, let you know how things go. Before coming up to the room, down in the lobby, I met Pastor Jeff McCullough. He was there with his family. Gave him a big hug. Hopefully I've got some time during or after the presentation to be able to speak with him. I was able to visit with several evangelicals, kind of move into their world a little bit, and really enjoyed myself. Met some really, really good people. Eric Metaxas is who is speaking, and he is a uh, kind of a celebrity in the evangelical world and beyond. He's been on several talk shows, he's a best-selling author, and he spoke last night, or Friday night, on cultural Marxism. That's one of the reasons I think I was invited something that I talk a lot about. It was in, in listening to him and then speaking on atheism the next morning, it was very comfortable for me there. And, and it was very comfortable in speaking with a number of the evangelicals that were there at the event. We had a, a lot of discussions. I met a lot of people. I felt at home. There were a few words and phrases here and there that I'm a little unfamiliar with, but you know, for the most part, it was it was great. In fact, we talked a lot about the Bible. We talked a lot about Scripture. We talked, I even talked a little bit about Lehi's dream with some of the evangelicals there from a couple from Orange County, which are where my wife and I are from. So I thought it was great. It went really well. I had a chance to also meet Jeff McCullough from Hello Saints. I'd built a relationship with him. He'd built a relationship with me. We reached out to each other and he's been on the show before. And we've had a lot of conversation online, but finally was able to meet him in person. So that was great. We sat down and talked about a number of different things. We talked about theology. We talked about our different beliefs. We talked about the Bible. We talked about the Book of Mormon, the plan of salvation, a whole bunch of things. It was, it was great. Really got into the Garden of Eden. There's so much doctrine and uh, worldview that is based on each of our interpretations of what happens there in the Garden of Eden. So we, we talked a lot about that. It was wonderful. I was also able to speak with a number of influential evangelicals there, sit down with them. Very open. It was great. There was no wall that was put up on either side. So that was really nice to see. And we talked about many things, about culture and what's happening in the world and the threats to our culture and to family and to the individual and, and used it all in a faith-based manner. It was very natural, it was, it was great. At one point I had met a pastor who had just retired and he was sitting in the lobby, which I'm coming up to now. And so I came back and sat down with him and talked for about 30 minutes and I just kind of grilled him over and over again. We were just sitting right down here and talked to him about uh, what it's like to be a pastor and what it's like to 
have your flock, so to speak, and to build a church and to plant a church and ordaining and what he went through to in seminary to get to that point and his denomination. A lot of different questions. We had a great conversation. He was from the same denomination that Jeff McCullough is from. One of the things that I was very happy to see is that there were people that were some of the influential evangelicals that were there, they went out of their way to come up and talk and introduce themselves. And this may have been a little bit from the person who organized this, kind of putting some, a seat out there beforehand. But regardless, they were very open, very kind, uh, very gregarious, and really had some great discussions. And again, same types of things, uh, culture, theology, the Bible, the family, it was very comfortable for me. I think so often, and, and it's from both sides, right? From Latter-day Saints and from evangelicals, there's a wall that's put up and it's probably a wall that's higher than between Latter-day Saints and any other group, right? Period, a religious group, even outside of Christianity. And there's just a certain history that's there. So it's to be a part of something where you're actually building some bridges and putting your arms around each other and saying, hey, here's an olive branch, you're giving me an olive branch, and we are more alike than we're apart. And there's so much that we can talk about, so much that we have in common. I was talking to a couple and uh, talking about the Bible and, and about our culture and family, and then all of a sudden I just went right into Lehi's dream and started to talk about that. And I said, hey, there's a prophet in the Book of Mormon. This is what he saw. This is uh, how I would apply it to what we're talking about here and in the Bible. And they were very gracious about it. I mean, they could have been like, whoa, very gracious about it, just listened. And, uh, and they're friends and now. And so gathering contact information, following up and uh, building these relationships, I think is a really important thing that we need to do. One thing I noticed, uh, you may have seen one of these shorts that I did on the YouTube channel recently on ChatGPT. And some of the, you know, the question I gave to ChatGPT, which is an artificial intelligence, online intelligence uh, uh, app. And I just asked, why don't evangelicals think that Mormons are Christians? And they had several points. And so we went over those points a little bit between Jeff McCullough and myself as we sat down and talked about these things. And one thing that's interesting to talk, and I think we're going to talk more about this, obviously the grace and works is a, something that comes up. And we definitely talked about that and went through that a little bit because there's a, so much of a nuance and I think a misunderstanding on both sides of, of how we each think about this and how works make, plays a part in our religion and in the plan of salvation for Latter-day Saints. But another thing we talked about is the image of God, being made in the image of God and what that means. Um, and that's another point I think we're going to explore a little bit further in the future, perhaps on an episode between the two of us. Thinking about the image of God, we've talked a lot recently at church, the prophet and others have talked about our, our identity as a child of God and, and what exactly that means. And what this brings into focus is from a Latter-day Saint perspective, is the idea of becoming, which goes all down to our purpose, why we're here, and that ties us right back to the Garden of Eden and why we have such different perspectives on the exact same story, the exact same thing, the same characters, but a different 
view of what was happening there with those same characters and those same events. So it's really fascinating. It's really kind of a rush, really, to, to be able to sit down and talk to people that have a very different view of those things and to be able to explain to them how we, we, we look at it, but also on the reverse side to understand where they're coming from with their beliefs. Now, you'll notice I'm a little bit differently attired in my jacket here in Salt Lake than I usually am on my walks in Scottsdale or, or Phoenix. So a little different weather out here. It's beautiful, but it's cold. So yesterday we came in here for afternoon tea, which was a great experience. Afternoon herbal tea. Let me make sure I put that in and kind of get an idea of what this was starting off. My wife was with me and then we brought our, uh, had our daughter come up from Provo to have the afternoon tea. So we had our scones and cream and more cream and whipped cream and uh, the lemon cream and the jam and scones and finger foods and lots of different things. It was wonderful. And we got to sit in this beautiful room as we went through this here at the Grand America and look out here. We sat right at this table right here and just looked out here into the courtyard as we had that tea. I put on this veneer that I can put on every once in a while, my sophisticated veneer persona and uh, put my pinky to my mouth and had a great time here with uh, with my wife and my daughter. Interestingly, not surprisingly, for most of the time that we were in here, I was the only male in the entire place. So, but it was a lot of fun. So ultimately, I hope that I am able to develop these relationships, uh, maybe even collaborate on some things in the future. I think it's important to build these bridges. And the way I look at this, I know this has been brought up several times with Hello Saints and Jeff McCullough and, and what he's doing. Uh, look, there are times where admittedly, and I myself would put myself in, the, in this category, where I am kind of the act as much as I can as the Secretary of Defense, right, for the church, more of an apologetic standpoint. I don't feel that way with this. I am more of in a mode of a Secretary of State and I think we all need to do that sometimes. And we need to know when to move back and forth in those different roles, that's important. We defend the faith, we defend the gospel, defend the church, of course, but also, as Joseph Smith always did, and of course, as the Savior did, we wanna reach out whenever possible and, and build those bridges of commonality and brotherhood and share our experiences and our beliefs one with another. Thanks for taking a walk with me. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.